and welcome to our podcast. My name is Aaron. I'm with my co-host Pete and uh, with our friends Missy and Eric. Um, our podcast does not have a name as of our recording. I'm sure by the time we put it up, it will have a name. Um, and uh, I'm sure we played some really cool music to uh, lead in here, um, but we have not chosen that yet. Anyways, that is kind of uh, my, my little introduction. Does everybody want to just uh, say hey um, on three? One, two, three. Hey. That was everybody saying hey. All right. So uh, to preface this podcast a little bit, um, I guess the idea, the idea behind this is we wanted to very simply talk about music that we've been enjoying or thinking about or just listening to or really any seeing maybe, you know, anything um, in that realm, um, anything in that music realm. Of music as we often do on air and so um, today we basically me and Pete um, each chose a record and uh, we listened to it and uh, I guess now we're gonna share our thoughts on it and that's gonna be our format going forward unless we come up with tweaks as we might as people often do I think tweaks will be good there are definitely tweaks to be added but the tweaks have not been tweaked yet. the tweaks have not been tweaked you kind of just got to go through it um, and uh, then eventually you get there. You know, it's a process yeah. like uh, just about anything in life and uh, anything in music, um, if I'm being more topical. Um, yeah, so uh, without uh, further ado, um, welcome to our podcast. So do you want to start with your record? Do you want me to start with my record? Do you want, is there any other background information you think we need? I think background information we covered, but the one to start with, I think, is that that's what's going to set the tone for this whole this whole, this whole, this whole uh, endeavor, really. The whole endeavor. Well, I'm really psyched to, to talk about the one that you chose. But I don't know if I should save that for later. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Right that's a good. It. That's a good question. Um, what do you guys? You guys, Peanut Gallery, have any opinions on that? What, what do you guys want to talk? Do you guys want to talk about the big famous record, or do you guys want to talk about the little indie, um, little engine that? Guess, you know, guess who chose which? Could. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, trade off Ooh, little bits. Hot, hot take there. All right, let's cut them both in half. Say, the, what do you think about the first half? I, I wouldn't be able to do the that. First one? No. no, not linear enough. No. All right. Anyways, um, I guess we'll start uh, with yours then. We'll, we'll work our way up to the big, exciting, opinionated um, finish that is um, the album that I chose. I think I think it'll elicit strong right. opinions and really inspire some conversations. So. I agree. This is saving the best song for last as the as the encore. Yeah, so, yeah. More, more juicy. This will be, uh, this will be maybe. I don't. I'm not saying it's the best Bon Iver song, but it'll be Blood Bank at the last Bon Iver song I saw. Blood Bank is. The, but uh, you don't think Blood Bank is the big <laughs> is the big finale? But when you no. hear, it, when, I'm telling you, when you hear it live, they rock it up. Okay. It's a rock anthem, and it. Uh, they actually there's a version on Spotify right now. They're 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 re-releasing the whole EP Blood Bank EP. Really. And they're doing it with live albums as the B sides, and or live um, recordings as the B sides. And the, I think the Blood Bank on it gives a really good uh, kind of uh, demonstration of where that song has gone live in the last few years. All right. Well, that sounds like something that Justin Justin would love to do. Yeah, Justin's great. Rest man. in peace, Oaks Claire's as well. I think it's still. Is it not happening this year? I think it's done. I think, I think it's happening I think this Oaks year. Oaks Claire's and Soundset are buried side by side. I know. I read. I, I I read that in. So they did a they did a thing in November, and my understanding was that they were that was kind of a warm up to whatever's going to happen in July. I think what, it might what be kind scaled of down. Did they do in November. Um, they just did a they just did like at a few venues. They did a bunch of shows. There was a um, 
a like a conversation and music exchange with uh, Ani DeFranco and Justin. There was a bunch of, uh, is Ani DeFranco particularly interesting to you guys or compelling? Ani DeFranco is particularly interesting because I heard that name for the first time about probably an hour and a half ago. Well, you, you, uh, <laughs> wow. there's a lot of, there's a lot of jokes to be made, but you yeah. obviously, um, I don't know, you weren't down with the revolution in 1996. Yeah, I really say. wasn't. I was being birthed. You're being birthed in the time that Ida Franco was <laughs> at her peak popularity. Um, yeah, well, this is anyway, so uh, your record, um, I want to talk about. Right. Um, okay. Spencer Radcliffe. Do you recall the name? It's yes. a very generic name for an Indian. It, it is. It is like a it. very generic name for a. No, I'm not going to say very generic. It's not oh, generic. Oh, oh, it's not a generic project. Not a generic the project. The name is very generic. Well, the name and is I generic. Don't think I particularly like it. You don't like it. The name. The name. Okay, the name. I was gonna say it'd be interesting to pick an album that you don't like. <laughs> I just hate. This unless you think it's unless you think it's particularly compelling in another aspect, in which case I think it's fair game because we're a podcast and we can do whatever we want. Anyway, anywho, um, this album is called um, Hot Spring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was released. I do like the album. Yeah, it was released on Run for Cover Records, a favorite of yours, I think, and a favorite of mine to a certain extent, as far as the artists they put out. Put out Alex G, Sandy Alex G. Um, turnover, I think modern baseball is on that on on there. Um, there's a lot of kind of lo-fi, uh, teen teen suicide, whatever that is now. Uh, American, American, American Pleasure Club. Um, so it's an, a label that does a lot of kind of lo-fi indie rock um, and some emo, um, even a little emo rap. You know, Wicked Phase Springs Eternal. Wicked Phase. That's right. Wicked Phase. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. So I guess um, that context kind of really guided me into thinking about this album um is there anything you want to say initially about it well i mean i'm really curious to hear what you have to say about it but i think that as a whole it's not it's not anything that you necessarily haven't heard before but i think it's a really well done version of that same type of music that you were just talking about which is singer songwriter Mm -hmm. A few, a few left of left of center instruments coming in and out, which those other hmm. artists like we can, Turnover we can. and Alex G often do, and Spencer I think does as well. Mm -hmm. We can definitely talk about the left of center instrument. I think that'll come up. That's <laughs> I, I'm 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 sensing that's maybe why you invited me to listen to this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we're yeah. talking, of course, about the steel guitar, beautiful, um, which is really well done and really tasteful and really, again, to use your own words left of center especially in this given context right and it's also um, it's not even it's not i wouldn't say it's all country or country no it's not at all but the steel guitar still has a, a like even it's interesting the like the out that the alex g's rocket that you uh, turned me on to a few years ago really has an interesting like it's like this is vaguely folky but i feel like that almost commits to the folk thing it does harder. briefly it does briefly yeah i mean but some of those tracks are like real like kind of uh I guess yeah, more more kind of folky and uh, almost alt country. If not in the you know, there's not real guitar heavy guitars, but uh, in the kind of in the sensibility, the certain sensibility that he's getting at, certainly in line with a lot of the Americana stuff. You know, certainly, he's yeah. certainly drawing from that. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, albeit very kind of uh, <laughs> inefficiently. Um, so that was my initial kind of impression of this album. Is that it's kind of a singer-songwriter album with these instruments, kind of folky, you know, definitely drawn from that same kind of lo-fi, 
lo-fi kind of uh, space. Although it sounds really good. It doesn't sound yeah. crazy lo-fi, but it, I, I, I certainly, it, it feels like the same vibe. That's what I, that's kind of what I thought throughout the whole album. Cause I was like, so I actually, I, I met this gentleman in oh, someone's really? living room. You met this guy? Yeah. Spencer himself. I was trying yeah. to track him down. I couldn't track him down. I couldn't, yeah, you know, I we wanted to interview him. Mom. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. But I met him um, in a living room, and it was a very like weird setting because yeah, the house party in Chicago. It was yeah, it was a DIY house party in Chicago. Show or yep, yep, yep. Remember and, who played? Uh, yeah, this guy Neil, who was in Donovan Wolfington, played. Okay, but he and his band had actually split up like a couple of weeks before, so he was like they were going to go on tour together, and then he was just completely thrown off and had to do a solo tour. So he played all of his own music by himself when he had been planning on touring with the whole band. Yeah, that sounds like, it sounds like indie rock life, yeah, baby. Yeah, and he did really well. It was awesome. And yeah. then there was, I think, another band before him that we actually weren't there for. I saw him. And then Spencer, they kind of like, it was really strange because they like quieted everyone down. And mm-hmm. I was like whispering to Neil, the guy who had played before, because I was a big fan of Donovan Wolfington. And so I was trying to talk to him and people would turn like, shh, like Spencer's playing. Spencer, like it's Spencer time. Like, shh, Spencer I mean, it doesn't seem that low key, you know. Right. It was like it was like him and like all of his buddies. So it wasn't like was it this band that was it this band that he plays with on the record? I'm forgetting their name, but there was no, a, there's a specific was, band that he's worked with, I guess, live and in these projects the last few years. Yeah, it was it was just him. It was just him and his guitar in the living room. And he's, um, I guess, it's like all of his friends. So it was, it was strange that like his friends were telling his other friends to like quiet down and listen to uh, it was it was like a very just strange i mean i'm all for people being really quiet and listening to music yeah generally true. speaking yeah but, yeah but it was just strange that it was like in a living room with his buddies and people were like getting all like in each other's faces about like hey spencer you know i don't know i guess it was anyway, so, but, so you guys talk anyway, though yep and he was uh his songs were really pretty and i was like i need to listen to more of this afterward and then started kind of like following him along and i think throughout the whole album like you were saying i kept thinking like, at certain times, I'd be thinking, oh, this is just, like, another run-of-the-mill, one of these types of songs. But then he hits you with something that is, like, oh, that's different, and it kind of surprises you. So that's what I really liked throughout the whole yeah. listening experience, is that sometimes, when, just when you think it's about to get generic, he'll, like, throw a curveball and then make it into, like, a Spencer Radcliffe. Yeah, I definitely, I think the songs are good. And, I, you know, I didn't get to really dive into the songwriting, but it seems like he's writing good songs, yeah. and they do take turns. Maybe not... Turns that are quite as um, out there as um, as Alex G. So I think I think that he does take a lot of um, left turns, but I, I don't think they're quite as compelling or kind of drastic, maybe as somebody like an Alex G. You know, right? You don't um, have like a, a complete like screech solo, like you'll have yeah. an intro to trick, or you won't have a complete. Uh, drum and bass death grips breakdown <laughs> on this, uh, the seventh track of the album or anything like that but it'll still do something unexpected like right like right as i think like oh man he's like gonna yeah. get dry or like this is gonna like fizzle out as an album like i'll always throw something new in there which can it keeps you on your toes and it made it really fun to listen to yeah i i i agree i, I don't know if i would use the like fun fun is a is a word that has other or has certain connotations i don't think i would describe my listening experience as fun to this but it was very I had pleasant. Fun just wondering what he was going to do next. I, that, interesting. That, that yeah, made it okay. fun. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not like a like let's go have fun on a roller coaster. Yeah. type of fun. But as in like not not knowing. It's what's like let's like next yeah time. you know. But to me it was more like laying in a meadow. You know. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking. Do you see the cover art? If, if, oh, yeah, if you're listening, yeah. if you're listening, I, I would advise looking at the cover art 
Um, it's very, it's like, it's like sitting in a hot spring. It is, it is, a, it is like a hot, a hot spring with some various, various characters, maybe some kind of biblical angels and devils of some sort. But my point is, it's very green and very, I think a word I, I read, I read a review of this and they used the word oh, well, pastoral. They're, they're, they're in the hot spring. But in, it does, it yeah, it's very, it's very pastoral <laughs> and like, it's very much like just meadow kind of chill, chill out. Not, I don't mean this in a bad way because sometimes when people say it's chill out because they think, oh, it's just really vibey, you know, whatever, just kind of sit there and let it happen in the background. But no, I, I thought it was pretty engaging and I had a really, really pleasant experience listening to it. I did too. And I think, I don't know, it's, it's, it brings a lot more than you expect from like, so there's this like really rubs me the wrong way, bringing it back to Mr. Justin Vernon. Mm-hmm. Like using the, there's like a word bank of like just generic indie music lyric words that mm-hmm. like pretty much any indie song you could draw from and they would like fit. And it kind of bothers me when people use those words and like hot spring, summer, sun, ocean, lake, river hmm. are like all in that word bank and those are used on this album. Which is that, that was one thing to me that I was like, well, hmm. that, that kind of gets, you know, and it's the same thing that, uh, you think that an album like Forever Forever Go, like the music's really pretty, but then when you listen to the words, it's like, huh. wow, you know. Interesting. Similar. We have, a, he, we, have he a hate, we have a hater in our presence. <laughs> but again, like I was saying, like he'll use some of those and then he'll whip out like a really nice line and it just, it kind of mm-hmm. saves it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I thought this was really pretty. My favorite song was Here Comes the Snow. Mm. It's like six minutes long. A few of these, I was kind of like, I mean, you know me, I'm a jam guy. They keep going. Uh, so, yeah, these are like kind of, some of these are kind of long. And like, I'm like, these could kind of maybe go somewhere. Yeah. You know, you know, if he's, they really get into a groove, you know, like what's, you know, maybe let's add another solo or five. Yeah, keep know? them coming. Like, keep them coming. It's interesting. It's, yeah. So I'd be interested to see how this played out live. I mean, I think it'd be pretty, again, a pretty kind of pretty and kind of mellow. Um Yeah. But it sounds like it's like, a, and it's also interesting too that he is, you know, this is like a real band. It seems like it's a yeah. real collaboration. Yeah. I mean, while, while he's maybe driving it, it seems like it is a real collaboration between Spencer yeah. and his band, which really you don't always vocals. get. The backup vocals, the backup are, vocals really are good. I noticed that. Yeah. When seeing him in the living room, I mean, awesome context to see him in because it's just a guy and his guitar mm-hmm. and these songs are like really well performed as mm-hmm. one person with their instrument. But then listening to it with the full. Uh, crew of singers and other yeah. players that he had in the band. The backup vocals are what really got me, and I was like, that would be, yeah, I just think that would be really cool to see him with those other uh, performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a good, this is a good record. If you if you're into kind of what, I, you know, I know Run for Cover is does a lot of a lot of stuff, but if you're into that, you know, indie singer songwriter thing, um, I guess again, Alex G would be one of the more popular examples of that. Um, it's not as weird as. Teen suicide was yeah. not very yeah, very little not. is um yeah but it's uh in that definitely in that vein and definitely a successful um a successful endeavor um in that same kind of uh that same realm yeah. so yeah I've had, I've had this on my my uh, repeat very as of lately and it's mm-hmm. been really awesome to have have going yeah as the hot spring as the hot spring approaches yeah, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of in it right now, you know. It's it's, uh, it's coming. It's very it's uh, very warm, very uh, very pastoral. Very so pastoral. It's so pastoral, so man. Pastoral. Like it's so you know. <laughs> um, all right, you want to talk about mine? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you want to, Do you want to throw a rating of some sort? Like how many? No, I don't want to do that. How many flowers? Out of how many flowers? How many meadows out of ten would you give this pastoral? I would give this. I would give this. I would give this. 
um, four roaming sheep. You give this four roaming sheep four out roaming of five sheep. or out of ten? Out of four, four out of roaming sheep. It's four a, it's, a, sheep it's an imperfect measure. I, I liked it is what I'll say. All right, yeah. I'll give the, I'll give this I'll give this nine dandelions um, out of the bunch. Yeah. So our next album <laughs> and our final album for um, today, uh, I'm saying almond a lot. Um, is an album that I'm guessing you have heard some songs from. If nothing else, it was an incredibly culturally ubiquitous album in 2002, right around the time that I was kind of sort of getting into music. I don't think I really grabbed me until uh, a few eight, years later, but eight, this was definitely seven or eight. I was, de- yeah. I was definitely kind of, you know, I, I remember these when they came out, though, you know. 2002. I, yeah, I was seven. Really? Yep, because I remember that one of these songs, if I'm not mistaken, being on my 2005 Grammy nominee CD. Really? That's, that's where I first got into this. Well, the album came out. It was re-released in 2003. Uh, so maybe the Grammys maybe. pulled one of their like switcheroo year. Taylor Swift wins the Grammy for the 2015 Grammys for an album that came out in 2013. Kind of. Perhaps, deal. perhaps, perhaps the Grammys are. They love doing that. And perhaps also the Grammys are irrelevant. That could be too. That could also that be could true. Also perhaps be. it's perhaps it's rigged. Well, I bought the CD because it had the censored version of American Idiot on it, which was the only one that my parents would let me have. Was that the only way to get that? It's before you had the probably before you yes. had the internet, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So I had to buy the CD, and that one had the censored version. Um, so the song, the album we're talking about, of course, is "Songs About Jane," the debut LP from Maroon Five. You may know them as the band that failed the meme in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you may know them as the band that. You heard in the bookstore that I work at. You may know them as the band that was too mellow for Starbucks. <laughs> you, may, you may know them as the band that made SZA sound pretty mediocre on a song. I don't that's know. A, that's a good. That's like a big achievement too. It takes I know. A lot. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. A lot to to you know make a SZA song that I'm not a big fan of. But but this album more than mediocre, I'd say. That's well. That that's what we'll talk about. So. Um, the reason I chose songs about Jane is because why, I think... Why? What is this? I'm so curious about this. Video. So, I, I on Twitter a few... I'm off Twitter now, but a few months ago, yeah, there was a new Coldplay album. And on it, and this, this Coldplay album kind of inspired this whole conversation about Coldplay, basically. And, <laughs> you know, is Coldplay good? Was Coldplay ever good? Because there's this kind of there's these competing dialogues where a lot of critics kind of hate them, but there's also these younger people that kind of grew up with it that are really partial to it, you know. Um, so it's not, I guess, really. I, I I that got me kind of rethinking about this era, or as I call it, Peak Cities '97, um, and you know what people have kind of what people think of it now, um, where these bands have gone. Whatever happened to OAR? Um, all of these these very important questions have lingered on my mind. Um, so I I chose songs about Jane because I remember this being an album that maybe five or ten, probably closer to ten years ago, as Maroon Five was a, a established arena pop act at that point, which they have been basically since uh, I, I I couldn't give you an exact date, but since two thousand four two thousand five probably yeah. Um, they've kept it up well too. They're not a what happened to them. Man. No, they're, no, they're, they're very. They're, everyone they're, knows what they're up to these days. They're very, they're very present. Yeah, for better well or done, worse, Adam. Um, in part because Adam has, I guess, is on TV and uh, 
they're, they're really a, you know, they're of, the, of all the shopping mall bands, they, uh, they are one of the, one of the biggest. And I thought that this album would be interesting to talk about because I felt like it was an album much in the way those early Coldplay albums were, where maybe there, there's kind of a, a subsect of people who are kind of snob, snobby about it, who kind of said, oh, you know, this is, this is just kind of pop crap. But I, I also feel like there's an entire generation that grew up with it and it was maybe sympathetic to it. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to get in. That's my generation, really. I, I wanted to get back to it and think, you know, what do I really feel about how does this hold up to my current tastes and my current kind of uh, opinions and just uh, kind of knowledge and uh, whatever context I can bring to it. Um so with that, I, I listened to it and uh, I developed some, some opinions on it. Um, you listened to it, you developed some opinions on it, and uh, I think I don't know where do you want to start? I mean, you liked it, you said, right? Yeah, I did really like listening to it. It was funny to go back and visit it after hearing uh, like probably half of these songs on the radio. Honestly, yeah. it was it was astonishing to me how many of these. I mean, this was a huge album. Came from songs about. Yeah, this was a huge so, album. You know, I mean, it was yeah. really. I mean, this was. I mean, they've been at the center of the pop world arguably since this came out. Right. But this was like maybe because it hit when we were younger, and it's been like you know these are staples of radio. Right. That's what was surprised me is like I've, all these songs are so popular, and I figured that had been over Maroon 5's whole career. But it surprised me upon going back that these were all really from one just huge breakthrough album. Yeah. And uh, so I guess what I found most interesting about this album was that it doesn't... I like to use the word, the term shape-shifting pop monolith, usually to describe <laughs> bands like Imagine Dragons or ah. Bastille, um, okay. where they kind of like... They're kind of like... Uh, they kind of just make whatever is in vogue... They kind of just make music that kind of sounds like that and kind of turn it into hits. Well, what, what really surprised me is that I was thinking about, like, if a band ma- made this album and put it out right now, I don't think it's nobody would listen to it. I don't, no, nobody that's, would like but that's what I, that's, I don't think. That's what I want to get at is that I think this album, like, you know, maybe – so what, where I was going with that is maybe it, it was – maybe this was the first example. Maybe it was Zeitgeisty to make kind of a rock kind of funk right. singer-songwriter album – that's at that I was time, I was like, if this this was like the, just the one of its kind that really nailed it at that particular time. They like nailed their timing, nailed their audience, and did a really good job of it. And like, there's, I think, probably a small window for them to do that. Yeah, because I this, they really this is, if they made this album now, they would be, I don't know, I don't know what band they would be now, but they wouldn't, you know, like they've obviously adapted very well to the times for better yeah. or worse. You and know, now, yeah, the music now they sound like the Chainsmokers or something, you know. And uh, they, they, you know, this is before they went kind of electronic, before they really delved deep into pop. But I do think this album is really pop. It's it just is really older pop. fashion, slightly older fashion. Um, I think it really draws from like funk, weirdly. Right. I was really surprised by the presence of that that heavy wah pedal. There's a heavy wah. There's like, like a, there's really like a weird consistent. like some of these songs have kind of a weird clav. You know what I mean? Which is like a hallmark of like. Obviously, you know, superstition, whatever, but like a funk and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I would argue, I don't think the funk hits. I don't think the funk slaps. I don't think it's like... I, I don't think it hits as funk, but the way that it's used as hmm. pop music, I think works really well. Hmm. If I was trying to, like, listen to funk and really groove in that kind of way, 
I wouldn't listen to Maroon 5. Yeah, you should. That should want, you should never have listened right, to Maroon 5 and right. the funk to hit that way. Right. But in the in the context of like pop song, pop ballads with Adam Levine singing his about his lovers, I think it works pretty well. Yeah. I mean it's I I I I, I think it's I think a lot of this is pretty I, I would use the word mediocre. Um I think <laughs> um <laughs> It's it's just it's just okay to me. Um, that was that was the opinion that I that I came to on a lot of this. I mean, the hits, some the the hits to me have always been like I've always read these as like kind of atrocious. Um, just like you know, Sunday morning, like that's such kind of a schlocky is the right word. Oh, but like it it's is, just like it's, it's. I had a really good time. It's, I was it's kind of my bike today. I thought okay, it was nice. okay, yeah. It's just that's always been a really cheesy song to me. Harder to Breathe was like one of the cheesier songs I've heard. I really liked it as a kid, like when it came out. I yeah, well, because like that's before yeah. you've heard like Led Zeppelin and stuff. Yeah, you know, I was like, like you're you, don't, you, know, you don't know like, thought, like a rock wow, song. This is it. This is it. You know how but, a rock song feels. You know, you haven't heard <laughs> Japan. Dro- I don't know. <laughs> 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 or Japan. Well, Japan you know. uh, I was but in like Canada, listening to the Japan Droids. How'd that go? Amazing. Oh, uh, but great. you know what I mean. Like you haven't heard like I don't know why I use them as an example of like rock music. I don't either. You know, you haven't heard like. The canon of classic rock, of kind of hard hitting indie right. rock, if you're like punk a little or whatever, kid, like, you're like rock music, and you hear Adam Levine saying "Harder to Breathe," and you got the breathing sound effects in the background. Oh yeah, excellent touch. It's definitely a different, it's a yeah. different experience. So, my conclusion was basically that this album did hit harder when I when I was younger, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I do, you know, it was very formative. I think to me, although I was more into hip hop at the time. And other, oh, another thing I found actually interesting. Speaking of hip hop, was that. I guess Adam was like big into hip hop in the like in the years prior to forming Maroon Five. Like okay. he was living in New York and like really getting down with like hip hop. I didn't say what kind of hip hop he was listening to, so I don't know if it was like you know, I don't know if he's listening on the Far Side, you know, or like uh, Tribe Called Quest, or even a Biggie or what. But I, I definitely hear a little bit of that groove in uh, some of these songs. Yeah, yeah, I think that definitely played a part. I think it was cool that they like they the vocals and music wouldn't necessarily usually be paired together. I don't mm-hmm. think like the type of music they were playing with the like almost cheesy heaviness of like the bass and guitars and then that wow pedal like wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. be paired with like Adam Levine's falsetto voice singing ballads. But I think it was cool that they put those together and ended up being mm-hmm. so successful. We, one, one thing I think the best thing that Maroon Five does is just stay really really relevant with the type of music that. Is popular. Yeah, I mean that's. Like, they, I mean, you can you their can, wave of popularity by changing their style so well. You can also kind of. There's a flip side of that though, where you can say, "Well, they're just they kind just of could do whatever's popular." They're just you know sure. they they just you know they it's kind of like train where like they they're not necessarily doing it well all the time. They're just kind of they're visible. Jumping on. They're just constantly stuff. jumping on bandwagons and making kind yeah. of generic pop music. And I would probably lean a little more towards the latter, but yeah. I did think this was an interesting listen, especially given the context of their career. I don't think they made another album like this. No. Uh, interestingly enough, they actually made an acoustic and electric um, live album that incorporated a lot of this stuff. There's actually, you guys won't believe this, there's actually an acoustic Maroon 5 version of Highway to Hell Is from really? 2004 wow. on Spotify. Wow. So go yeah. listen to that. It's not good, but it's not, you know, ACDC. But, you know, if you like, uh, I don't know what you, I don't know why you would like that. But if you, if that sounds like something, if you're curious, go check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you like it. I'm not huge on it. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting listen, and yeah. uh, I think uh, it's interesting to think about it in terms of the arc of their career. Yeah, I think it was it was fun for me to go back and listen to it today. I think I had a lot of nostalgia and like, oh wow, right, this song played into that. If it was like if that if that wasn't a factor, I don't know how much I would have really enjoyed it. But I will say, she will be loved. I think will be their most. Uh, long, song. long, long-lasting test of time kind of song. Huh, yeah, I really loved, I loved that song as a kid. I really, I remember seeing it for like a school talent show of some sort. It's a really, I, I think um, it's a really nice. Band. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice song. I like it a lot more than Sunday Morning, just because Sunday Morning has been so kind of, you know, played out might be a word. Um, it's just been so kind of, it just so is what it is, you know, um, or what what it is what it has become, and it has become what it was, and was what it became i don't know i'm just saying i'm just riffing at this uh, point that was beautiful um do you guys have any thoughts on maroon five missy eric <laughs> missy do you have thoughts do you guys like did you guys did you guys listen to this album coming up at all i always thought that still is you know you know when you're you know when you're hearing a maroon five song when you're walking through the mall you know like when you're <laughs> in the club or wherever they play it sounds song. so different now hmm? it sounds so different do you think now. you think i i, I well, recognize not his voice, it not his voice in general oh yeah the sound of their music the yeah totally um it's kind of interesting how they yeah i, I mean remember watching the music is there like a? It's kind of scandalous. Yeah, yeah it is scandalous. For is it Sunday morning? One of those she will be loved. That was this love. Was yeah. Like, oh, and that like, song. Like, this we haven't talked about. Know. I remember seeing that video at the mall. Maybe, at no, maybe, maybe it was. Um, I, I really I did. To, I would have to see it again. Yeah, this love is another kind of cities '97 kind of white people had jam. That, like there were yeah. like back then a lot of those music videos kind of had the same. Similar. Back in the day, back when music videos mattered, you guys, I'm yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess we, we, you know, we we can. I mean, we can kind of cut cut her out now. But I, you know, I am. I'm always curious about people's early experiences of music and nostalgia and how that plays a role in the way people think about music, the way people consume music, the what you know what they like and don't like. Because I think it can play a big role. You know, I, I you know, uh, just to bring in a Bonner anecdote, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest. You know, I mean, you know, the biggest like tent show anybody there has ever seen was T Pain. You know, and when was the last time T Pain had a hit? Ten years ago, something like that. You know, it just shows that people people the top ten was featuring T Pain. Yeah, that was that. You know, it was like it happened. That was that was a moment, and people really like going back to things that they connected to or were on the radio or just you know really like at a given time. And uh, that was why I thought that's why I picked this album and. uh, I guess if we're going, you know, on albums that I liked when I was eight or nine or ten, I guess the next two that I really liked were um, Late Registration, um, Nelly Sweatsuit. Nice. Um, a lot of hip hop, or a lot of, you know, the hip hop that's popular around then. Um, Late Registration was still one of my favorite albums, actually. That one, I, 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 you know, I, it's hard to say, you know, this holds up or this doesn't when you're so, have such an history with it but that's that's a banger that's a great album 
I mean, I also loved Adam Levine's presence on the Wake Up, Mr. West. Yeah, that's his best. Wake I think that's Adam Levine's best yeah. song. Or uh, heard him say, heard him say, say not Wake Up, Mr. West. Yeah, heard him say. All right, he says it at the beginning. Music video for that is hilarious. I haven't it, seen it in a long time. I haven't seen that one either. Like, I'm pretty sure there's like a like cuts between like Kanye and this lady in the airport or something, and she's hmm. meeting him or something, and then like. Him and like Adam Levine kind of rapping at each other. <laughs> it's just it's very it's very yeah. like you can recognize kind of the themes of the whole shot and everything. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely have to I'll definitely have to check it out. Um with that I think we are gonna be done. We have a good solid 30, 40 minutes of content. Wow. Um right. so any 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 closing thoughts? We hope to do this again. Uh, soon, maybe in a month, we'll hopefully have a title and music and kind of a more consistent uh, theme and uh, format. Uh, but for now, uh, we're going to sign off. Goodbye. Yeah, thanks.